last pregame show of the season. And obviously, we're starting on week two, so it's a little different. Week one, I was sadly not able to get one out in time. But we're back, and we're going to be doing week two. Now, I'm going to usually the sports box pregame shows consist of stats, news, and just predictions. But today, we're just going to stick mainly to predictions just for the fact that, um, I don't know, there's not much that has happened through the first week that there's much to really talk about. Um, so, without further ado, let's get right into it. Now we have the Vikings at Colts on our first game here for the predictions. Both teams, sloppy, sloppy first game. But one team's going to bounce back, and that's going to be the Minnesota Vikings. I like where the direction they're going, but they did play Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is a beast. So it's kind of hard to contain Aaron Rodgers, but they are going to have to get better. They cannot allow 500 total yards, 45 points, and have zero sacks to go with that. That is just unacceptable as a defense. So they're going to have to turn that around somehow. But for the Colts... They have, a, they have bigger situations to worry about. One, they lost their running back this season. Two, they, they don't really have a true number one. I mean, T.Y. Hilton, no, no, they do have a true number one in T.Y. Hilton. But really, T.Y. Hilton still really hasn't shown too much in the past year or so. So he's going to have to show up. And Phillip Rivers ain't it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Phillip Rivers is not the quarterback for their future. They are going to have to go another direction. And I don't, I don't, I didn't get the signing at first, and I definitely don't get it now. Uh, so I'm gonna award the Vikings with a win right there. Now we have the Giants at Bears. The Bears lucked out. Look, you play, you play a team in the Lions who are just awful. You, you lucked out. The, the 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 Lions blow leads quite often, so it's nothing new to Bears Lions fans or just even Bears fans. So. The Bears are one and zero, but they will be one and one at the end of the week. And surprisingly, I'm going to take the Giants in this game. Not because Saquon Barkley will have a good game, but because Daniel Jones will have a good game. Look, the defensive line for the Bears is going to dominate. We know that. I mean, there's no, there's no question about it. The offensive line for the Giants is horrendous. But Daniel Jones will make what he make make the most of what he has, and I think that is going to be the biggest thing. Um, so, look. At the end of the day, you might not have a running game, but I think Darius Slayton, Evan Ingram, and Golden Tate will be reliable enough targets for Daniel Jones for him to make plays, and that's why I'm going to take the Giants in this game. Now, moving on, we have the Cowboys and Falcons. Both teams very sloppy, but also good. Both teams th- aired the ball out, right? Both teams aired the ball out, but did not come away with points. And an example of that is... The, the Falcons, they threw for over 430 passing yards and only had 25 points to go with it. That, that says something. You know, if you're throwing the ball that much, you, you should be scoring a lot more than just 25 points. And that's the same with the Cowboys. They threw the ball out but could not execute in the red zone. And that's going to be the biggest thing for both teams tomorrow is can they execute in the red zone? And that's why I'm going to take the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are going to be able to execute. And the other thing is you have three good receivers. And so so do the Falcons. I mean, the Falcons have they have Julio and Calvin Ridley. And the Cowboys have Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and Mark Cooper. You got three. All five of those receivers are great. And they can make plays. For the Cowboys, you have to air the ball out. You have guys that can make the plays. Just air the ball out because they're going to come down with it. So I'm going to take the Cowboys in that one. Now moving on to the Lions at Packers. The Packers feasted, feasted on the, the Vikings secondary, and they're going to do none, nothing less than that this week against the Lions, who are have even a worse defense. Um, and I think Aaron Rodgers just has another great game. I mean, he really just could not be stopped um, as he threw for 364 yards, four touchdowns, and a quarterback rating of 127. He looked phenomenal. Um, 
It does not look up eight. It does not look a year past twenty five. But he is thirty six. But he he doesn't play like he's thirty six. Um, and once again, there's no gall day for the Lions. So with those injuries, you can't do much. Moving on, we have the Bills at Dolphins, and this is another one of those. The Dolphins look terrible. Okay, they looked terrible. Uh, the Bills are going to feast on them. Uh, Josh Allen had his first game over a hundred, over 300 passing yards. He's going to continue that streak and make it two straight games with over 300 passing yards. Just because the Dolphins' secondary is not that good, they they're on, on paper they're great, right? You, you see the you see the talent they have. They have Byron, Xavier, Xavier Howard, Byron Jones. But in game, they don't do anything, right? So I, I don't like this. I don't like this matchup at all for the Dolphins, and I'm going to take the Bills in a huge win. Now the 49ers at Jets. Both teams surprisingly 0 and 1. Actually, sorry, the 49ers surprisingly 0 and 1. The Jets not even shocked. Um, but with all of that, I think this is a closer being get closer game than people expect, and mainly because both teams. Don't have a lot of people available, right? I mean, you look at you look at the the 49ers, George Kittle's out, Debo Samuel, Richard Sherman. They they don't really have any good receivers in, but a guy to keep your eye on, Brandon Ayuk. I expect him to have a big game, especially he's gonna get a lot of starts and he's gonna get a lot of snaps uh, for that offense for the 49ers. So he's gonna have a big game, especially against a very, very bad secondary in the Jets. And look, the Jets just you know, they're, they're the joke of the league. So, you know, you play the Jets. It's, and, but that is the thing. I, I will say the 49ers still scare me. Um, not in a good way, in a bad way. They scare me. I just, I don't really like the 49ers in the direction they've gone this year especially. So I, I'm, I'm not riding high on them, but they are playing the Jets. So you can ride high with any team if they're playing the Jets. Uh, next, we got the, the Jags at Titans. Not much to say to this game. And always the AFC battles are not that good. They're always somehow just disappointing. But this one will not be any different, but I am going to take the Titans purely off the fact that I'm still not buying the Gardner Minshew hype. Look, his first two games last season, he looked great, right? He looked great. He was unstoppable. But after that, he went to lose about five games straight. So there's not much to go off that. And look, Derrick Henry is a beast when he wants to be. And I think just if you run the ball down their throats, they're going to they're gonna have to give up sooner or later. And look, Corey Davis could have another big game. He had a over 100 yards last week versus the Broncos. Hopefully he can continue that, especially with A.J. Brain, AJ Brown out this week. I'm just expecting a big game from him and Henry. Uh, moving on, we have the Rams at Eagles. Another not really close game, I would say. I think the Rams will, will take this uh, in a dominant manner. I just think the Eagles, look, the Rams completely manipulated and just de- like they picked apart the Cowboys secondary last week and they're just going to do the same to an even worse secondary um in the Philadelphia Eagles I just look the Washington football team got eight sacks against the Washington against the Eagles last week how much do you expect if you got Aaron Donald in that front seven so yeah I it's not really it's not really up for debate I just think the Eagles, I never got the hype going into the season, and I definitely don't, and they don't have any hype anymore, but I never got it going into the season, and that's why I just could not buy them as a playoff contender. Moving on, we got the Broncos at Steelers. This is another one of those, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an okay affair, uh, but I'm going to take the Steelers in this one. Not demandingly, I do think it'll be a close game uh, throughout the game, but towards the end, I think the uh, Steelers will pull away, mainly off the fact that the offense of the Broncos 
was not there. You know, obviously Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler was out. Uh, Philip Lindsay got hurt throughout the season, throughout the game. And Cortland Sutton, we don't know if he's going to play. Philip Lindsay, he's definitely out. Melvin Gordon is going to have to show that he can maybe possibly be a number one running back for the Broncos. But I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. Look, the Steelers defense looks great, but they are once again playing the Jets. But they looked great against the. Um, Against the against the Giants and the offense looked even better, um, so I I just I can't see a Broncos win here and it sucks but they go zero and two to start the season. Now moving on to one of the last early games we have the Panthers at Bucks. Now the the the, the Panthers are gonna win this game. And it seems crazy to say because bro the Bucks got they got Tom Brady they got Mike Evans they got OJ Howard they got Ronald Jones they have Leonard Fournette. But they don't have Chris Godwin, and that's that's a big thing. When you don't have one of those those star guys, it definitely changes the tempo of your team. I think without that, they're going to severe. They're gonna they're gonna suffer some consequences, and not offensively, especially for them, but defensively. I think Christian McCaffrey is gonna run all over this team. Not only run, but he's also going to catch a lot of balls against this team, and primarily because Matt Rule did not involve Christian McCaffrey enough. He only had three receptions for forty eight yards last week against the Raiders. He's going to get a buttload of receptions this week. I just don't think this this Bucks is going to Bucks secondary more specifically and even linebacking core is going to be able to keep up with Christian McCaffrey. And this will be the first time in Tom Brady's career that throughout his NFL career that he's started 0 and 2 as a starter. So that'll be something that'll be definitely an interest, interesting headline if it does happen to talk about next week. Um, moving on to our later games, we have the Chiefs at Chargers. The Chargers lucked out. The, the Chargers lucked out. I mean, if you're, you're playing the Bengals, right? The Bengals are just not a team. They're not. They're not together. Um, so, it, and it sucks to say, but the Chargers did not deserve to win. Um, and I just see the Chiefs completely dominating this game every which way, passing, uh, running, defensively. They, they just dominate on all aspects of this game. So the Chiefs in a blowout versus the Chargers. Um, we have Washington versus uh, the Cardinals, both team 1-0. and uh, The Cardinals obviously had a bigger win versus the, uh, the defending, actually not the defending, but the uh, runner-ups for last year's Super Bowl uh, and the 49ers. And then you have the Washington football team that looked pretty good against a uh, below-average Philadelphia team. And I, I think the biggest takeaway from this game, at least going into this game, is, well, yes, the Washington football team came back from a 17-point lead. I don't think they have the secondary to be able to contain DeAndre Hopkins. And on that, Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald all at the same time and that's obviously a big blow for a secondary that's young and not really had any experience in the NFL so I think Kyler Murray will pick apart this team throughout the game goes and I don't think I don't think it's a blowout but they will come on top about by like seven or ten points moving on we have the Ravens at Texans in one word to describe this game a blowout the Texans are awful I mean if you saw it from your own eyes you saw the Texans had one good driver David Johnson just completely dominated that drive drove down and scored a touchdown but besides that, they looked awful, right? They looked like a peewee football team. They, they could not get anything started for them, and the Ravens are just going to blow them out. Lamar Jackson had another stellar week with over 200 passing yards, three touchdowns, a quarterback rating of 152.1. Looked unstoppable, and he's just going to do that again to a subpar Texans defense. Now to finish off our Sunday night games, we have the Patriots at Seattle Seahawks. It's going to be a good one. Obviously, it's a, it's a headliner game because it's Sunday night football. Um, 
I think this is a closer game than people expect, but at the end of the day, I think Russell Wilson pulls away just because his experience in these type of games, not saying that Cam Newton doesn't have that experience, but I think that the supporting cast around Russell Wilson, you have DK Metcalf, you have Tyler Lockett, you have Chris Carson, who really showed out last week against the uh, Falcons as he still has a fumbling problem, but he was he was definitely dominant in the receiving aspect of the game. I just think they're going to take, take this game to the next level. But I do think if the Patriots are able to run the ball consistently like they did last week, because look at Cam Newton, he had over 75 rushing yards and two touchdowns to go with that. If they can do that again, then they're going to have a chance. But at the same time, the defense, besides Stephon Gilmore, they don't really have any you know major threats on that defense to do anything. So that's why I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks in that. And then to finish off week two, we have our Monday night football game. We have the Saints at Raiders. Both teams want to know. Um, and I'm going to take the Raiders. Now, the Saints obviously seem like the, the surefire pick right here. But the Raiders... First game in Las Vegas, um, obviously they won't have a crowd due to coronavirus, but it's just that winning your first ever game in a new stadium, they just want that feeling. And the Saints don't have Michael Thomas, so without Michael Thomas, that's obviously going to take another toll on them, and I, I just I like Josh Jacobs in this game, and I like him to have another one big fantasy night for all those fantasy owners, but also just statistical-wise to help the team win. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast today, and like always, I'll see you guys on Tuesday.